The year was 1964. The place was Salt Lake City. The occasion was a meeting between an attorney named Brown, John Brown, and Colonel Harlan Sanders. The outcome of that meeting was that Brown purchased Kentucky Fried Chicken for $2 million, $50,000 down. Think about that. $50,000 cash, and he purchased Kentucky Fried Chicken. See, they thought he was purchasing the location, but he wasn't really purchasing the location. He wanted to get a hold of the recipe. See, the location was fixed. The recipe could go around the world. And he did that through franchising. And seven years later, he sold Kentucky Fried Chicken for $275 million. That's a pretty good return on investment, wouldn't you say? But the ironic thing was, even though Brown was the principal stockholder of KFC, he was not allowed to see that recipe. That recipe was kept in a vault with multiple people having different parts of the combination and no one person could get into the vault to see the recipe because they realized the secret of success was that recipe. And today, I want to share with you a recipe that's going to cause you to have greater increase this next year. How many of you are ready for that? There's somebody next to you, so I'm ready for greater increase. Well, first, I just want to say it's great to be back with you again. Man, I so look forward. This church is so unusual. Now, I know you have speakers come up and blah, 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 blah. You know, I see, I see these political people and they get off every plane. They say, this is one of my favorite cities, my favorite city. But I want to be honest with you. This church, the excellence is here, is so rare. I was taking pictures back with the tech crew and stuff. I said, my goodness, look at this. And snow. Who ever heard of snow? I think it's great. You know, I left Oklahoma because I hated snow. And I come here to snow. I can't figure this out. We always want what we don't have. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, maybe next time we'll do a beach scene. That's, that's more me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just the excellence of this church and your pastors and the vision they have, it's just a, an honor to be a part of it. And if you're visiting here, I want to tell you this is a great place to make a church home. And uh, keep coming back. And every time you come back, you're going to get more hooked. And as I look out here, I see some friends here. I hate to mention a few of them because I'll miss some of them, but it's so great to Phil and Dana Libertori. They're here somewhere. I haven't, you know, yeah, IRS problem solver. Oh my goodness. He is my kind of tax guy. One of my partners went to see him. He says, you need a tax write-off before the end of the year. Go get a Lamborghini. Now that's my kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, Ron, Ron Weinstock, are you? Yeah, good to see Ron. Ron is a physicist. And, uh, this has a tr tremendous treatment. Two years ago, my wife was in a wheelchair, severe pain, facing surgery. And two weeks after treatment with him, she was pushing the wheelchair. And so it's just great to have you here. Ron. 
and Doug and Joanne and so, and George, so many. And just I feel like at a home. I feel like a home church. I drove all the way from Palm Springs just to come home to church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's great to be here. Uh, let me just mention to you real quickly. Uh, we do have some resources that are available here. I'm not here. In the, I'm not in the resource selling business. I'm in the life changing business. But as I've looked at the years of the people that we've really influenced and whose lives we've changed. A common characteristic of virtually all of them is I had the privilege of driving around with them and instructing them and teaching them and mentoring them. And for many of them, I couldn't do it personally, but I did it through CDs and downloads. And as they got a hold of the teaching, it literally changed and transformed their thinking and transformed their life. If you're only gonna, if you really wanna make an investment in your future, this is a series that we've put together, six different seminars. And we take the teaching of increase and we teach it in all these different facets. We start with the great multitude, which is our number one selling series, net breaking, boat sinking increase. Then we teach one that uh, uh, USC needs to hear about, defense. <laughs> Offense sells the tickets, but defense wins the games. Uh, yeah. And then... Flourish, how to flourish in life's desert seasons, the characteristics of palm trees and how they survive and thrive when everything else dies. Uh, then time increase, breaking free financially, strategies for increase, and give away deals, deals, deals. If you want to get it, it's available half price back there. I think on our website, it's like 500. I think it's like 250. Uh, you can get it in three payments, a tremendous investment. If you're only going to get one series, I'd recommend our series, Great Multitude. Uh, it's a six CD series on teaching on how to rapidly accelerate and go from empty nets to net breaking increase. And if you want a great Christmas gift, get our book, PowerPoints for Increase. 101 Bible-based success strategies. Leaders love this because every chapter is two pages. Yeah, and it's $20 or you can get the audio download for 37 and the book is free. Uh, we do take Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Cash, Check, and Airline First Class Upgrades. Every year we gather together from around the world, I believe the greatest collection of leaders and achievers for a time of idea exchanging, fellowship, and learning together. And this next March will be our 40th annual Hawaii Increase event. And it is going to sell out because last year sold out. And so if you want information on it, uh, go to our website, increase.org. It's not for everybody. But for those of you that are business owners, sales achievers, want to rapidly accelerate to a higher level, uh, it is available. As I was being introduced uh, by Nate, I am known as Dr. Increase. That's actually my federal government trademark name. And uh, we teach on increase. But sometimes people say, what is that? I could say a word and the word could have a different meaning to different people. Uh, I was in the office yesterday and I came across this on the internet and I thought it was kind of cute. Uh, I don't have even seen the movie uh, uh, Miss Congeniality. And, and they have that beauty contestant. Uh, and uh, uh, he turns to her and he says to her, uh, let's see, uh, name, name, what is it? Name, oh, describe your perfect date. Now, that has a certain meaning that he was wanting. But look what her answer was. That's a tough one. I'd have to say April the 25th. <laughs> so 
So it had a different meaning <laughs> than what he wanted. So increase is not a teaching about getting more money. Increase is a teaching about a different mindset, a different way to process information. For over 20 years, I traveled with America's number one motivational speaker, a man named Zig Ziglar. And I remember the first time that Zig and I did a meeting together, I heard him say something on stage that just so grabbed me. He said, if you don't like the output of something, go back and change the input. He said, most people spend all their time dealing with the wrong output and they never go back and change the input, which is the cause of the wrong output. And so I realized that if we want to change our thinking and go from scarcity to, to abundance thinkers, go from negative to positive, it begins with changing what goes into our minds. And when we change what we hear and when we change what we see, we change how we think, we change how we act, and we change how we feel. And just like somebody can go from being a negative person to a positive person, somebody can go from being a scarcity thinker to being an abundance thinker if they'll just take the time and invest in changing of their thinking. Let me give you an example of somebody that had that happen to them. Harvey, and he wrote to me, and he said, within six months, our income doubled. Now, that's the financial. But listen to the rest. He said, within six months, he said, six months, our income doubled. Then he said, my wife and I are running around like two teenagers in love. It affected his relationships. He said, I've lost 75 pounds. I'm totally cured of cancer. Every area of his life was impacted when he changed what came into his ears and his eyes, and it changed his life. You know, one of the greatest Christmas presents you can give this year is a Christmas present that's saying you're not going to be next December where you are this December. That you are going to go on some program that is going to change and impact your life because it impacts everybody's life that's around you. One of my favorite jobs I ever had was years ago. I got a summer job at working at Disneyland. And I auditioned, and I was accepted to be the captain of the Mark Twain steamship. It was such a fun job. I mean, talk about an easy job. We spent 15 minutes taking tickets, 15 minutes walking around, making sure nobody was jumping overboard, 15 minutes pretending we're driving the boat because it's on rails, <laughs> and 15-minute break. But I had the night shift. And some people wouldn't like it, but I loved the night shift. Because at 9 o'clock every night, we stopped the boat in the middle of the river. An announcer that you could hear it all over the park and you could hear it on our ship said, ladies and gentlemen, we draw your attention to the castle. We understand that Tinkerbell is getting ready to fly from the match, from the castle. And searchlights shine up there. And all of a sudden, Tinkerbell comes and she waves this magic wand and, and she passes down 
All of a sudden, whammo, fireworks just light up the sky. It was almost as if that wand had a magic touch. Like, like it took that dark sky and lit it up with something spectacular. Magic touch. Magic touch. You know, when I say that, it reminds me of a song. How many of you remember that song by the Platters? Remember years ago, you got the magic touch? Platters? Don't, you remember the Platters, don't you? They had the number one hit in America, The Great Pretender. And then the following song was, You've Got the Magic... Okay, we need to educate these people. Can, can, can we just play the first few stanzas of that? They, You've yeah. got the magic touch. Ooh. It makes me glow so much. Magic touch. Yeah. I think you're kidding. I think it'd be crap. I think we should sing that. Let's, let's back that up one more time. Let's, let's just do it. And turn to somebody around you and just say, you've got it. Huh? You ready? You've got, got the magic touch. Ooh, it makes me glow so much. Ooh, it it casts a spell. Magic touch. Yeah. <laughs> well, the platters today are introducing my topic. I want to talk to you today about a magic touch that you have. And it's called favor. Favor is an invisible force that will attract increase and blessings into your life. If we look up a definition of favor, it says that favor is obtaining approval, finding support, having a preference towards, or this one I like, determining the likely winner. Favor is kind of like a perfume or a cologne. When you walk around, it goes wherever you go. Once you put it on, you don't have to think about it anymore. Wherever you are, that scent follows you. But favor can't be determined in the normal senses. It's an invisible force. But by the same token, it's something you can take with you. And when you have it, it'll cause you to experience unusual positive things in your life. Now, the Bible gives examples of people who experience extraordinary things because of their favor. It said that Esther had favor when she went before the king to plead her cause in order not to have her people killed. It talks about that Joseph, even when he was in prison, it said God gave him favor. And even in prison, he was made the ruler of the prison. Daniel, he was given favor and became ruler of the land. So God does look down and give people favor. And when he does that, 
their lives take on another dimension. But what I want to talk about today is there's things that we can do to cause favor to be increased. The Bible says that Jesus increased in favor. So if he could increase in favor, we can increase in favor. And so I just want to take a few minutes and look at what are some of the things that we can do to increase in favor to make next year a breakout year for us. And for a text, I want to look at Genesis, the 24th chapter. And we're looking at the story of Rebecca. Many of you are familiar with the story of Rebecca. Abraham says to his servant, I want you to go back to my homeland and I want you to find a wife for my son Isaac. It's not my teaching today, but it's a tremendous leadership principle. Think of the trust that Abraham had to have in that servant to say, you're going to pick the future heir to my family and bring that lady back. So we find the servant goes to the land. He arrives at the given city. Now think about it for just a moment. You're going to go to a strange city where you don't know anybody and you're going to find a wife and bring back that wife to your master? Where do you begin? You arrive in Anaheim. Where do you go? Okay, she's here. Where do you go? Well, verse 11 says, he went to the well. He arrived at the city and he went to the well. Now, why did he go to the well? Because he knew the well is where young ladies came to get water in order to prepare their evening meals. So if you're looking for a young lady, where do you want to go? You want to go where they're going. Which brings me to my first principle. Favor has a place. If you're carrying that spirit of favor with you, and that favor is going to cause things to happen to you positive in the positive arena, why not have it happen in the best places? See, we have a responsibility. And that responsibility is that we place ourselves in the positions and the places where when the favor comes, it maximizes the impact. So if I have favor, do I want it to be in a Goodwill store? Or do I want it to be at Tiffany's? Or Nordstrom's? And so we need to be thinking about where we are when the favor is being released. And we choose to place ourselves in the places that when favor is released, it maximizes its impact on our life. Favor has a place. Are you thinking about that? Are you waiting for something special to happen to you, but you're not changing where you are? You're not changing your location? And so positive things are happening, but if you 
went to a different place, maybe the same positive things would happen, but they'd have a bigger impact on your life. But he said he not only went to the well, it said he went at a certain time. He went to the well at the time when the women came to get water. So the second key that I want you to see is favor has a time. There's a timing to it. That's why I believe that one of the most important decisions anybody can make in their life is to start their day not reading the news, not exercising, not turning on the TV. Start their day praising and worshiping God. Because the Bible says the steps of the righteous man are directed. Now, some people misinterpret that, and they change that word. And they think it says the steps of the righteous person are ordered of the Lord. It says the steps of the righteous person are directed of the Lord. Meaning he directs you to do it, but if you're not listening or you're not obeying, you're not going to take the right steps. So how do you get to the point that you recognize his steps? You don't recognize a voice that you're not spending time with. Years ago, I was speaking at a church, and they had a unique setup out in the foyer. They had a, a nursery over there with French doors, a half door, and, and the, the, the babies were, the younger babies were in the nursery, but you had the half door where you'd hand them over or whatever. And anyway, I'm, I'm visiting with this lady, and there must have been, I don't know how many babies there, but several babies in the nursery. And all of a sudden, a baby started crying. And the lady I was talking to said, excuse me, I need to go. That's my baby. And I thought, there's a dozen babies in there. How does she know that's her baby crying? Because she had spent time with her baby. She recognized her baby's voice. When you spend time in the presence of God, you will learn to recognize his voice. And you'll start acting on his voice. And you'll find yourself in the right place at the right time for the right things to happen. I'll give you an example. Years ago, I was, uh, we wanted to upgrade our car and, and we decided we wanted to get a, a Mercedes uh, S500. And uh, one of my partners was a Mercedes dealer, and he said, Bob, if you want, he said, every few months, Mercedes has an auction for the dealers where they sell their off-lease cars and their executive cars. He said, if you want to fly up to St. Louis, and he said, uh, uh, and join me, he said, we'll pick you out a car and, and get it for you. No, I'm paying for it, but I mean, he's going to help me buy it, you know, pick it. <laughs> and, and, and so we flew up to this, this auction, and... Uh, uh, we went around a lot and, and uh, pick out our, you know, which one do we want? I wanted black. I wanted under 20,000 miles. Had to have a factory warranty. So out of the 350 cars, there's only a few of them that I'm after. And, uh, and so I'm walking around, and it, it was a cold day. It was October, uh, last weekend of October. It was, snow was predicted the next day. It was just so cold. 
Anyway, I'm looking around, and all of a sudden, I lost my wife. Now, I'm thinking, where in the world is she? I'm walking down the rows. I mean, she's kind of short, you know, five foot four, but still, I should not be able to see her. There's nothing there but cars, and I can't find her. And finally, I found her, and she, she had discovered this Porsche Boxster convertible. No. No. And she said, I like this car. I think we should buy it. I said, we're here to buy a Mercedes. We're not here to buy a Porsche. She said, yes, but this is a nice car. I think it'd be fun to have. So I said, okay, if the price is reasonable, I'll buy it. Well, because if you want to buy a convertible, where's the best place to buy a convertible? Not California. They're in demand in California. You want to buy it in the Midwest? Yeah, and, and when's the best time to buy a convertible? The day before a snowstorm. <laughs> so I ended up buying that car for $6,000 under NADA wholesale, meaning I could drive it for two years free and sell it for more than I paid for it. Why? Because I was at the right place at the right time. That's how important those two elements are in our lives. Oh, let me tell you another story. This is so neat. So I'm there. I'm waiting for the car. My phone rings, and it's my, one of my best friends, a guy named Mark Carpenter, who lived at the time lived up in Washington. He said, "Bob," he said, "I'm I'm." Uh, going to get Linda another car, and we've been looking at a one-year-old Mercedes, and we found a nice one last night for $73,000. Is that a good price? I said, well, Mark, that's not a bad price, but I'm at a Mercedes auction. Now, mind you, I didn't say, I have time to say this. As a, as a former Chrysler dealer, I'd been to scores and scores of auctions, but never been to a Mercedes auction. That's the first time in my life I've ever been to a Mercedes auction. He's calling me, and I said, but Mark, I can get you one here for $53,000. He said, you can? I said, what do you want? He said, I want a silver metallic. I want it under 20,000 miles. It has to have a moonroof. I said, it's right here right now. I'm looking at it, Mark. I said, you want it? He said, yes. And I bought him his car. <laughs> right location, right timing. So when you have that favor, those kind of things happen in your life. Number three. It said in verse 16, the damsel was fair to look at. It said when he saw her, he ran to meet her. Favor has a look. And so the question I would say to you, what look do you need or should you work on so that favor could increase in your life. It's not the same look for everybody. It's not necessarily you have to be a beauty queen or something like that. But each subgroup or each niche has things that trigger favor towards them. When I speak to a sports team, I will dress maybe like this. But if I'm speaking at a motivational seminar in Boston... I'm wearing a blue suit, a white shirt, and a tie. My dress changes by who the audience is that I want to have favor from. 
So who is your primary audience? What is the look that they're looking for on your vehicles, your person? Maybe what look are they looking for in your website, whatever it might be? And maximize on that look. And number four, the last one. It said, the servant asked for water. What was the primary test that he was looking for to determine who the right person was? Yes, she had to be good looking. But it was, did she have a spirit of generosity? He said, I want some water. And she said, here, I will give you some water. And she stopped what she was doing and went over and gave him water. And then she said, would you like water for your camels? Do you know what a request that was? It's one thing to give somebody a glass of water. It's another thing to go pitchers of water and take it over to water the camels. But when she said, can I bring water to your camels? Guess what happened? Bingo! He said, that's the one. And he gave her bracelets and gold and said, can I come to your house? See, the three, first three I gave you are foundational. They'll work in any arena. But if you really want to have favor operating in your life, make a decision that this giving spirit that you have during this Christmas season, that you take into January, that you take it into February, that you take it into March, that it stays with you all next year. Because it's a generous person that's going to have the right favor. So what are the keys? Put yourself in the right place. Be there at the right time. Have the right attraction. But more than anything else, don't just look to have a blessing. Look to be a blessing. I shared with you the story of my friend Mark and how, because he called at that one moment when I was at a Mercedes auction, think of the, how narrow that window was for that phone call. And I saved him $20,000. But the backside of that story is the week before there was a missionary at their church from Zimbabwe. They'd raised enough money to pay off and build a building for their new church but they had no money for chairs. And they took a special offering that midweek service to help buy chairs for the church in Zimbabwe. And Mark and Linda Carpenter gave $20,000. And the following Wednesday, they got the $20,000 back. See, that's the way favor operates. When it's working in your life, there's supernatural things that will begin to happen to you. And so I encourage you, not just in this holiday season, but this next year, realize you've got that magic touch. And just as Jesus increased it, you can increase it. Take that favor with you and have an incredible year. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that 
you bring favor into our life to help us experience greater increase so that we can be a greater blessing. And I just release that spirit of favor right now on each home, each business that's here today. And I thank you for that. Amen. God bless you. Go with favor.